Chris, hello. Johnny Gould, are you there? I am there, mate. I am there. I can hear you loud and clear. It is wonderful. We're just waiting for... So, Chris, I I heard one of your other um, podcasts with Tom, um, but the beginning didn't edit out. So, hopefully, this little bit of the conversation gets edited out before we put it up. Okay. Well, I think Tom is there. Are you there, Uh, Tom? Does that work? I I hope so, chaps. Yes, I'm here. Tom, Tom. Good morning. We've got a lovely three-way here on... uh, and, and Tom, you're a kind of interloper this weekend, but um, okay. your wisdom on all things football and as a referee and a judge and uh, <laughs> a wise man when it comes to these things can give us a little bit of clarity, we hope. Do you think, Johnny? I, I certainly think he should be issuing a yellow card for dissent immediately there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Tom... well, listen, I, I, I was introduced to the Paul Tate story yesterday evening. Now, and I'll test you on that later, which, Judds. Which one is Paul... that? Is that the one where... This is... Go on. Okay, it's the T-shirt one, which Johnny will know very well. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. But what I... was the significance moments before that of his goal at Wembley Stadium against Carlisle? Well, because he uh, he uh, he set it up, didn't he? Did he it was the first time? ever golden goal at Wembley Stadium. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. It How was, about that? Uh, eh? Yeah, it was the famous T-shirt. We were, uh, I, I, if I said to you, Tom, where do you sit on the villa? What would you? You'd probably get the joke there. But um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, John, yes, uh, yes. Uh, the, the other one though, with Paul Tate. Before we get to matters this weekend, um, I don't know if you went to this game, Johnny, but it was in 1993, Villa Park, the same venue for this weekend, when it was the uh, League Cup. And Villa were in a division above Blues. Can't remember which division we were in. I think you were uh, first, we were second, or when you were second, we were third. But uh, that uh, Kevin Richardson and Paul Tate had a little altercation on the touchline. And uh, Paul Tate, uh, when he was quite young, I'll give him his dues on that. He decided <laughs> to, to, to launch Kevin Richardson over the over the advertising hoardings with his with his hands, and he landed about three rows back and got a red card, and we lost the game. And Villa won both legs and went through to the next round. But well, it's a, it, you know, you can find uh, it on YouTube. Obviously, Chris, because at that point, that was the inaugural season of the Premier League, of which we were the runners up. So I don't know which division Blues were operating in. But yeah, it was 1993. So in, we in terms of been... sheer class, Birmingham were Sunday League, and we were yeah, Kings. I yeah. think. Okay, right, we'll set the ball rolling, Johnny. What I want to do today, actually, rather than just you know talk about local derbies, is is the kind of nature of the of the relationship. Because Tom, you're you're, you're in Manchester and you're a United mm-hmm. fan, uh, and City, you know, your relationship to City has changed completely because of their sudden power, you know, which has been brought through sure. financially. In the second city, it's pretty much the same as it's always been. You know, Villa with the history and. Uh, bigger stadium, traditionally bigger crowds, not always been that way. Uh, but yeah. Blues have been, you know, as they always have, kind of underdogs, never quite done it. Um, so, you know, that's the relationship. And, and I, you know, Johnny, I, I've been looking at uh, the, uh, some, of the, some of the websites. I was on the, the Heroes and Villains site the other day, and the very first post about the Blues game was, um, you know, and the first thing was, if, if we're going get, to get promoted, and there's this kind of, delusion if you like now an expe- expectation that's probably a bit bit harsh delusion but that's the, the perception of of Birmingham fans look at Villa fans and they think they're a bit deluded because they've got a great history but it's a long time ago Villa fans look at Blues and think they won nothing and this is the kind of nature of the rivalry and, and Tom you know you, you City and United has it changed the way you they look at you and you look at them oh absolutely incredibly I mean First of all, derby games, these are the games, and I think I've listened to a couple of the, the Birmingham players this week in the press conferences, 
heard a few of the quotes, and they said these are the games. You know, even the guys that have come over from from other countries, these are the games they want they want to play in. Um, but on United City, yes, it has. And for me, I always remember the defeat. So before even United were any good enough, I remember the Main Road Massacre, City Five, United One. Yeah. You know, City weren't very good. United weren't were much better. It was just the start of the, sort of Ferguson's successful in the nineteen ninety FA Cup and so on and so forth. So yes, it has. And to chart, you know, I think in nineteen ninety nine when United United winning the Champions League, City were in League Two. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you you that City were all you know City. Sorry, United were the the, the equivalent of Villa in this analogy, weren't they? And City were the same mm. as Blues. Um, is absolutely. That fair to say, Johnny, do you agree with that? I think so. And you're absolutely right about uh, the expectation at Villa Park. I mean, that was something that Steve Bruce, common to both teams, moaned about at Aston Villa in just about every news conference in the last six months of his tenure. The fact that he almost wasn't in control of that expectation. And it is the motivator for us to try and get back into the Premier League, where I think um, Blues might laugh at this, but Aston Villa know that we belong there. You know, we are... I'm going to sort of like be laughed at here by Blues fans, but we are the sixth most successful side in, in football this is, history. This is, in going, this, and this is going that straight is the, to the crux of the matter, isn't but it? But that is the anchor by which we and the Holt End and Trinity and North Stand, etc., do yeah. sort of hang our hats on. And we have to believe that we can get in. And it is a motivator. I mean, we are, you know, masters of our own downfall. The last 12 years at Villa Park have been extremely anxious, extremely painful. But we have got Dean Smith. Yeah. He is our man. He's typical of an Aston Villa appointment with new ownership, new optimism. But boy, oh boy, we are missing one big thing, and that is S for stability. We need that now moving forward. I think we might have arrived at it. Yeah, I think you, know, you, can, you can apply that to both clubs, can't you, with the, with the change of ownership. And Villa, suddenly, I mean, listen, that was a lucky, a, a lucky couple of arrivals that the new owners will come on to that. But obviously, Blues are still in flux, really. But, but my point was, I mean, what you were saying there, Johnny, about we should be this, we should be that. Um, you know, and I see Villa fans saying, you know, oh, we should be beating teams like this. And that is what gets everybody's backs up. And, <laughs> and, it, and it does underpin, it does underpin the, the rivalry. And I, I think the Blues-Villa one is, 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 is quite unique in that way because there are, there are certain factors. There's that kind of, the, the, how Villa fans see their club and how Blues fans see their club, where there's very little expectation and a bit of gallows humour and stuff. And on top of that, you've got the, the geographical thing where, Birmingham City see themselves as the city club because they have the name, obviously. And, and Aston didn't become a part of Birmingham until 1911. I think I'm right in saying that, Johnny. And, you know, and, and maybe, and I think this is probably right. I mean, the city is probably divided in terms of numbers. I mean, the, a lot of people say, oh, it's more Blues than Villa. But Villa have a lot, of, a lot more support outside of the city and, you know, um, Staffordshire and Gloucestershire, places like that. That's where their, their extra numbers come from. Am I right on that? You're exactly right. There used to be 20, 30, 40 coaches coming from Worcestershire, from Gloucestershire. You know, luckily for the footballing public of Gloucestershire, they have their Cheltenham town now. And yeah. Hereford United got a bit better over the years. And so our supporters got a bit more national. We have benefited from many more years in the Premier League era. You know, the Twitter following is a demonstration of our status. We have as many followers as Leicester City. We have 1.1 million followers. Villa is still a name. 
that people conjure up and talk about. It's yeah. a distinctive, unusual, interesting name. It's non-geographical to anyone outside Birmingham. Yeah. And, um, you know, we are helped by the fact that Prince William <laughs> supports yeah. us. And David Cameron. What was all that about? Uh, uh, Tom, yeah. Tom I can tell you the answer to that, Chris. I, <laughs> I can tell you the answer as to why, Chris, uh, by, why David Cameron supported uh, Villa. Um, his uncle was Sir William Dugdale, who was a board member uh, okay. throughout the uh, 70s, a Gloucestershire man. And uh, young David uh, went to a football match in the 1970s. And from then on, it had to be West Ham. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly right. Get the, get the colours right, David. Can, can I just, can I just and jump, also, jump in there quickly on the quality? As well, will you? Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, but, but you, you, Tom, you listen to that and you, and you, you understand yeah. probably that what, what I'm getting at there is this, the, the, the word Johnny used there was, was status. And I've seen Johnny on Twitter before you sort of saying, well, you know, we should be winning these kind of games mm. because we're Aston Villa in this division. But, you know, status, you earn your status, don't you? And you have to judge it on where you are at that time. And the expectation, it, it becomes impossible if you don't manage it correctly. And, you know, Villa think they should be in the Premier League, but they're a middling team in the Championship. And that, and that mm. is the bottom line now. And that is why you get this massive antagonism between Blues and Villa fans. Uh, Tom, as a, as a referee, am I being fair there? I, I think you are being fair, but I've got to say, as com- completely neutral, I think for the fans as well, a certain amount of quality and, and where you are situated within the league goes out of the window on Derby Day. Ferguson used to say, so yeah. to say you know, quality goes away. I remember, I think it was the 03 encounter at Villa Park. It was it was probably one of the all-time great Premier League fixtures you had. Um, it was another Enkelman Howler, I think it was a couple yeah. of red cards, 21-man brawl, uh, <laughs> rocking in the stand, Savage being headbutted. Was he then? Yeah, Dion uh, Sorry, yeah. being Dion Dubby. Was he substituted for his own safety? And I think even with the great Jeff Horsfield yeah. even ended up in gold, didn't he? Yeah, and Villa, Villa had two sent off that day. But, you know, but, and, but, I, and, I, and I'm a United great. fan, but what I, I I remember that, though. Just could I remember that, yeah. though, because... And you remember the, of the, that, the 3-0 of the, at St Andrews earlier the season when... Well, Blues actually won five in a row uh, and one draw, I think, in, 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 and, and since then, we've just not He's won He's getting any. that in there, Johnny, isn't he? Eh? Yeah, well, well, you know, we, we you know Blues, Blues mockers <laughs> For, 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 for digging up history, but there is Birmingham City's history. Congratulations. On a quick one about the, on, on the history, though, quickly. It's very, very interesting to hear you both talk about the, the history there. Because from a Manchester United point of view, we have been overtaken in recent years, um, and I'm not, n- not scared to say that, but we've been overtaken by City and yeah. Liverpool. But we always come back to Liverpool's history because they appear in a similar way to some Aston Villa fans I've noticed talking about their history and what they've done previously and at the moment they're still playing great football but they haven't won a, won a trophy and they I think the similarities in close time. rivalry yeah. well what I like about <laughs> Liverpool is that they are sorry constant... sorry Johnny no no all I was going to say was what I admire about Liverpool is this constant motivation that their amazing teams throughout the 60s 70s and 80s generates now Liverpool did fall into the bottom half of the table under Kenny Dalglish and with Roy Hodgson, and they did look like they were going to be a bit of an Aston Villa, lose their mm. way completely. But they have that fantastic, um, I, I hate using this word, but that, that brand, which translates into belief. Jurgen mm-hmm. Klopp has steered them to this Champions League final. He's steered them to a real competition, possibly the only competition that Manchester City have. And it has galvanised them in a way that I think Aston Villa can can look at and um that's kind of what we think and what we say what we yeah. do our I think, stadium uh, is architecturally designed for our heritage you know it was a very very important thing to win that european cup i think in terms of our 100 and, 
um, 10-year history at the time, you know, we deserved it. It is a nice thing to have. And every kind of trophy, um, and this is what builds the Manchester United story so well, whether it be a European trophy that's not the Champions League, whether it be the Premier League over and over and over again under the Fergie era, this mm-hmm. builds and galvanises and, and produces an expectation which Mourinho is wrestling with to try and rescue sure. after yeah. two it's, sackings. It's, it's the same thing, essentially, isn't it? You know, you, you, you have a history. Um, uh, in fairness, Villas is a lot more distant. You know, you're going back to sort of Richard III. And, <laughs> and, 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 and <laughs> but he was, he was a Leicester fan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, but and look what happened on. there. Look at the championship table, though. You've got, I think, is Ipswich at the foot of a fantastic European yeah. history. You've got Leeds United, who, you know, are grappling exactly to get right. back into the so, automatic places. Nottingham Forest, who my dad spoke fondly about winning the European Cup back-to-back with you know, Brian Clough and, and all that. So, you know, do they have a right to be in the, the Premier League as well? well of course, no. they're, they're all saying it. So, you know, this is, this is the thing, isn't it? And it's the way you present yourself to opposition supporters that, that really, and I think Villa do have a problem. I'm not, I'm not okay, I am biased, but I'm, but I'm not being biased here. I think, I think you, the, the way you um, see yourselves, you know, you, you really have to judge it on the present. Um, it, it, to me, you know, a, a history is just a massive burden, really, because you have well, to live up to the expectation. Well, and it's, it's so difficult, isn't it? When you when you hit hard, Sheffield Wednesday is another good example. Yeah, you know, a big club once. Look at them now. You know, Leeds. Are they going to get out yeah. of the championship? I don't think they will. This season. I'm going to throw in a little theory about this that um, okay. uh, is interesting. I think the expectation in this era, where it is possible to run a Premier League club with 96% of your revenue coming from television. It means that expectation is an anchor. And if you look at the Premier League compared to the championship membership, it rather proves it because in the Premier League, we have Bournemouth, we have Burnley, we have Huddersfield, we have, you know, so many clubs of that ilk. And all due respect mm. to them, even Stoke had been there for 10 years before last week, uh, last year. Um, and then in the championship, we have what looks like the <laughs> the old first division in 1990 with its yeah. Sheffield clubs, its yeah. Villa Blues uh, and Albion and Leeds United. And therein lies the issue, the fact that the television revenue makes running a football club less emotional, less complicated and lends itself to the speculator, the person who likes to run a football club on the field, the Eddie Howes, the Sean Dyches and a clever uh, chairman with a close relationship with that young, vibrant coach that can actually fulfil an, un- an unbelievable dream, which yeah. is maintain a club like Bournemouth with, what, a twelve or 15,000 stadium capacity into a very, very competent Premier League outfit. Yeah, I remember, see, I remember when I was a kid, uh, you probably remember the days, Johnny, when Villa were in the third division and we were mm. in the second. And we were both getting massive crowds. I mean, Villa played Bournemouth one year uh, in the days of the great Ted McDougall and Phil Boyer. <laughs> um, two, two great striking names. There was 48,000 at Villa Park for, for yeah. a third division game. But uh, you mentioned TV stuff there, and Villa are one of the clubs who have, have been throwing their hands up in the air this week about the, uh, um, the the new TV deal with Sky, not enough money, blah blah blah. But that, you know, listen, I, I mean, I I can't stand all that stuff with with the you know money's to me is has, has ruined football really because you just once you the status quo is there, it's really hard to shift them. Um, but you know. We are what we are. Blues, you know, we're, we're in a, a transi- transition period at the moment. But these weekends, you know, it just makes everybody wake up. And uh, the, the derby is, is quite something. And I think ours is quite unique in so much as 
there are factors because of the you know the, what we, we, we've talked about the historical bit and the geographical bit as well. It just you know does it annoy you, Johnny? I mean that people that the Blues line is always you never see Villa fans drinking in town because they're not the city club. You know they're from they're all from Staffordshire and Gloucestershire and uh, but I know oh, that's not true. There are plenty of there's lots of Villa fans in Birmingham. Of course it is, but that's 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 the line that Blues fans always love to pedal. Yeah, and it really winds Villa fans up no end. So when Derby Day comes around, you just get this you know constant sort of well it's you know it's 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 a very fiery fixture on and off the field always has been um but that, what, how do you look at blues johnny i mean do you, do you, you you like me you're in exile you've not lived in brum for some time um but did you, do you see it like that as well or what's, what's the irritation for you yeah it's it's not a myth there are you know hundreds of thousands of aston villa supporters in birmingham and the same for blues i have to tell you that when i was a kid growing up and i grew up in um, Bearwood, Harborne, and went to school in Handsworth. Yeah. Um, over that side of Birmingham, most of the kids in my class were Villa and Albion fans because yeah. it was largely geographic. Because we were right across the city from Small Heath and Digbeth and you know Highgate. Kings and Heath. Ham- Kings. Well, I went to Kings Norton School, and yeah. I, I always have this joke with Alan Smith. You know, Alan Smith. Uh, yes. Uh, who's got a new book out, by the way? Which I, I, Who I, supports I, Villa? I know he does. But he, I, I was reading. I was booking in in, uh, in one of the bookshops the other day. The first chapter about because I went to the same school as Alan, Kings Norton Boys, and. Um, and he was saying, you know, I, I always rip him because it was, it was nearly all blues in that school. But he, and he, he, he was given a blue shirt. I read in the book, didn't know that. Um, uh, and uh, but he went on to be a Villa fan. No idea why. But he doesn't talk about that. <laughs> but but it just shows. I mean, you know, yeah, Kings Norton, Kings Heath, uh, Acox Green, Hall Green, that, the South. It's a bit like you, Tom. You know, South Manchester, East Manchester is City, isn't it? Pretty much. Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. Salford and sort of you know, and United's extra fans probably come. Well, they come from all over the world. And then all over, you know. But but um, but city. I mean, there there are there are similarities, aren't there? In so much as um, the, the the perceived view is that Manchester itself is more city than United. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the United have always been the the team that attracts more supporters from outside. You know, the the Manchester area, and that city were you know born and bred within this within the city, so to speak. You know, in the Stophole area, which is is not necessarily necessarily the case, but it sounds similar to the to the sort of Villa Birmingham story you know you were going through there but um I think that certainly there are there are just as many United supporters as there are City supporters yeah. in the city and I'm sure it's the same for for Villa and for Birmingham as well yeah it is but but I I just I've just been sort of uh, 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 Mark Riley the DJ is a big man city fan I I was I was with him a while back and I said to him you know you're a bit like the Blues fans, you know, in Birmingham. You compare Manchester and Birmingham. You know, you, 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 never, you, you were terrible for so long, never won anything. And it was, you, you used to, uh, you know, come Derby Day, or we're going to get beaten again. And, you know, and it's, I think it's similar with Blues and Villa. For us, Johnny, and you, you might agree with this, I mean, it, it, we really have nothing to lose because a lot of Blues fans, because of their, their, their lack of expectation and the gallows thing and all, it's just like, well, we'll probably get beat again. But because of that, you know, you do have nothing to lose. And Villa, they, they know they have to win this because if they don't, you know, they are just going to get it forever. You know, and I, I think it's probably the same uh, with, with City and United. But yeah. all of a sudden, I said to Mark Riley, I said, why, you know, because you, you know, used to have a good old moan, you'd turn up and, and it was part of the attraction in some ways, a kind of twisted, warped sort of approach to it, really. And yeah. I said to him, what's it like now? You're winning and you're lording it over them. And he said, well, you know, so we're just like winning the lottery. But I mean, it, yeah. it does it does change the, the support, doesn't it? I mean, it, it completely changes things around. 
the expectation as well, I think, you know, you know, from a City fan, now you've got the sort of teenage City fan who you now expect them to be above and better than United and to turn them over week in, week out, where the slightly older fan, maybe my, my age and above, is still has... I mean, some, some, some supporters prefer, you know, the good old days at Main Road. You know, some City fans do prefer that. I think yeah. they're very, very happy of the success. But then with this success, you get a different problem because the expectation rises. Yes. You know, how do you create that history that, that Johnny mentioned? And the way you create the history is to be successful year in, year out, or have, you know, a 20-year period of dominance, which is what they will be defined by. Will Pep Guardiola last after this season? He's quite intense, isn't he? And then if he goes and somebody else comes in, then United fans will probably be saying, well... Hang on a second. Yeah. You had a good era under Pep, but you know what? What can you do after that? You know that's yeah. a sign of a big club. So yeah. there's all that as well. But I think it's particularly interesting with 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 the derby you guys have got at the moment, particularly as well. Because am I right in saying you're pretty similar position in the in the league table? Yeah, eleventh and twelfth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but, but, but the, the point is, you know, like I said at the very start, you know. You go on the Villa website, it says when we go up. You know, of course we're going to Does it really? I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. It's the, the, <laughs> I, I will use that word. I mean, Johnny, you can fight back if you want, but it, there is a certain amount of delusion, isn't there? Because of this, you know, people <laughs> that they expect, Villa expect to walk through every team in that division. And look at that on paper, they've got, a, you know, Tammy Abraham and, and Grealish and all these players. I mean, you should be doing it, but you're not doing it because. You know, you have this kind of attitude and, and the team say, OK, we're not going to lose to Villa because, you know, they think they're going to be going up, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. It makes it all the more interesting. But, but you know, you have to admit, Johnny, that that is a problem, isn't it, for you? It's an anchor. It's a real issue about this because, you know, we came within 90 minutes of promotion. Let's say Fulham were a better side over the last six months of the season. Fair play. They outplayed us at Wembley. We lost 1-0. It was deeply damaging. It... Um, changed the ownership of the football club we are extremely lucky to not yeah. be at the bottom of the championship because we were absolutely skint on the villa podcast i did with fellow supporters trust director howard hodgson yesterday which is up on twitter yeah you, you're revealed. on the villa trust aren't you johnny that's right um yeah howard my my colleague he revealed that um someone in the club asked him for two million pounds cash from an investor to save us uh, from being wound up. That's how close Villa were. Yeah. Reminiscent of Wolverhampton Wanderers in 1986 yeah. of Middlesbrough, Bristol City, uh, because Tony Shear had played casino gambling. But we yeah. are back now. And Johnny, can I ask yes. you a quick question? As you, as you know, with my United hat on as well, do you think, cause I, uh, you'll know far more about this than me, do you think Steve Bruce was harshly treated or should he have been given more time? What would, you know, would he. Be, you would be better placed if he stayed. No, he had his over to you. Really, I don't know. Time. He had a, a fair crack of the whip. Um, I didn't call for his head because I sort of believe in attempting to try and create uh-huh. stability. But eventually, once the Fulham defeat had confirmed our change of ownership and our very serious position, it was clear that he wasn't going to be the Chilean leader that was going to galvanise yeah. the club ahead. And we have new ownership. And they yeah. have gone out and taken the natural successor. Um, and it's, you know, a very, very fortunate thing to have someone who is a fan of the club take over yeah. with a great coaching pedigree. Because the thing about Dean Smith is, whilst we all love him and we think he's one of ours, he actually mm. never played for the club. Yes. So we've got right. a very unusual... Well, it's just a brubby, Johnny. I mean, he's a, he, 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 you know, I think I saw last year that when you played us last season, uh, I didn't go to the derby at Villa Park. I went to the one the season before, but it was 2-0 last year, wasn't it? That great goal by Harahan. Um, 
he was in the crowd with his daughter. So, you know, he's a Villa fan. So, and that's fine. You know, and, that, and that's, and that's will really endear him. And I, I, I said ages ago that Smith should get the Villa job. And all the, I think a lot of Blues fans are hoping that Thierry Henry would get it because it would have been an absolute pig's ear. Yeah, I agree. Been, yeah. Because he would have, you know, he would have come at it from the wrong angle. You know, it'll be, oh, we're a big, I'm a big name. They're a big club, blah, blah, blah. And it would have gone horribly wrong. So I think they're doing it the, the right way. Well, um, we, we... Talk about expectation, though, Scott. Sorry, there. What, what, what do you see? Or, or previously, rather. What, 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 you know? What are you expecting from Blues? What's a good season? Well, I mean, you know, for Monk, is he drinking the last sort of managerial <laughs> saloon? So to speak? Yeah. Is he? You know, what's? Sorry, you're doing I'm, my no. job for me, Tom. Yeah, no apologies. You no, wait. No, you wait till Sunday, out, Johnny. Gould, you're going to get it. <laughs> no, listen, no, it's um, Blues. The, the circumstances are now. We're still paying the price for the relegation seven years ago. Win the cup. Go down. Yeah, it's like Wigan. Uh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> just I mean, like Wigan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a terrible travesty, and I was I was with Alex McLeish that day. You know, at the Spurs game we, we lost, and it was well, Wolves stayed up. Didn't they? look at them? But and they're well now that this week they could be in. The word is that, uh, that people are looking into the Wolves situation. That's another story altogether. But they stayed up. We went down, and ever since you know, with the, the situation with uh, with. Um, uh, Carson Young, mm. uh, the change of ownership. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's been a mess, and and and, and because of you know, the, the new owners came in, and then the, we got the FFP business. I, I, the word is that there the, the won't be a points deduction. I don't think there will be. A, no. a, it, it will be some kind of fine. But bottom line is, we can't buy any players, so we've got a paper thin squad, absolutely paper thin squad. Um, Villa, you know, I've, I've got a much bigger one. Um, however. You know, it's uh, Gary Monk has done a fantastic job in in uniting everybody, and we've got some good players. I think you know, if they think they're going to roll us over on Sunday, um, think again. One thing in your favour, Johnny, is that uh, the player that you very kindly let us have this season, Gary Gardner, he's had an excellent season, uh, but uh, he's not he's not playing on Sunday. Craig, who's a blue nose, as we all know, uh, Gary's. He's a Villa fan, isn't he, Johnny? Gary, is he? But, but, but. Well, I, when, I absolutely don't him? know. I, I don't know where the gardener's uh, loyalties lie anymore. It's yeah, I think he's being diplomatic now. But, but, um, but, but Craig used to play for Villa. And there's, there's a whole, that's another whole story, isn't it? You know, yes. so the former Villa players who went on to play for Blues, Noel Blake, Robert Hopkins, absolute blue noses and, and they're leg- <laughs> legends at the club. And, uh, you know, and, and when Derby Day came around, they were absolutely, you know, you can, well, I remember Noel Blake headbutting Steve McMahon in the centre circle <laughs> in 1983. Uh, it was an absolute battle, absolute war that day. I'm sure it yes, might be as bad as that, that. Sunday. But there's been some, there's been some mad games, and you know, the, essentially, when all when we talk about finances and the expectations and all the rest of it, and you can apply this to, you know, when it's dark, Derby Day is about, and football generally is about the fans. You should never forget that. This, this is what it's all about, and it, and it, and it, it people live and breathe it. And you, through the week, you know, wherever you are in the country, when you get the Derby Day coming up, it's a, it, it's a special thing, really, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if you, you saw um, either of you the um, Libertadores Cup final, which is the second leg this weekend. It's the the the, the, the Buenos Aires Derby, Boca two two, is it? River second leg this weekend. But um, are you still there, guys? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched the first leg. It's the final. It's the equivalent of the Champions League. And there was a piece in one of the papers this week saying that that, that tournament now, because of the Champions League and all the finances, uh, that, that it doesn't mean so much football-wise. But, but to me, it's about the crowds. Boca had a, a training session uh, yesterday or the day before. There were, there were 70,000 people watching it. Incredible. And it was just wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, incredible. Look on wow. Twitter. It's, it's amazing. 
And, and, and to me, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if the, the finances aren't there, and it's maybe not the football standards yeah. as good as the Champions League. But it's about the fans. Jonathan, and that is essentially, I totally agree. Derby Day. Jonathan Liu wrote an article. Jonathan Liu in the Daily yeah, Telegraph oh, yeah. wrote a fantastic it. article this week about the difference between authentic sport and manufactured sport, referring to the Wayne Rooney farewell, etc. Wouldn't it have been lovely if he'd scored on that final manufactured game? But then. As you say, this game is a throwback to what football is really about, why it swept through Victorian Britain and why it swept through five and six generations since that time and how the you know communities have grown around their football clubs it's this also really is what it's about i it's you know also you're so right yeah tom i mean you, you can give us an angle on this because i was i saw the salford city goals on telly the other week and uh, yeah there are a certain amount of fans you know that's the fans thing when the glazers came in you know the united fans said right not sporting this lot anymore you know yeah. I, I want to identify with my club and uh, there are some aren't there who have got, who have gone across to salford city is that am i right in saying that and, yeah so there's, there's fc united, like, united, united as well FC United, Sorry, yeah, yeah, exactly right. FC United yeah, yeah. and Salford City with the link with the, the class yeah, the of match too. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They identify but... with that, don't they? It's about and I watched Salford one of the cup games and I thought, right, they've got a good following, you know. And they had the red shirts on. I thought it's like watching United, and I bet, <laughs> you know, I bet that some people think, right, this is you know, this is this is for me. And I, you know, don't know about you, Johnny, but I, you know, I grew up, you know, in the in, in Brum in the in the sixties and seventies, and and. I just got the bug because it was just incredible. You know, I went to, I've been to, you know, endless derbies and there's nothing like, I mean, it, it, you know, before the seats and in the, in the terraces, it was just incredible. Do you and think it's harder got, to get that bug though now? Do you think it's uh, harder to get that not, bug now? Because uh, I, I don't know. I, no, I don't think so. I mean, Blues have got a, I've got a, a, a rabid young following now and they've sort of come the through. The community bug though, I mean, the community bug, that, that sense yeah. of community, because, because I have two boys, a six and a four year old. And they're, as you know, the United fans have got no bloody choice, to be quite frank. But yeah. they know Real Madrid's starting eleven and well, Liverpool start eleven and Tottenham side because of how much access there is to you know internet, you know foreign leagues. But it was now. a different attraction. I mean, I the first time I ever went to Blues, and it's probably the same for you, Johnny. I mean, do you remember your first game? Was it? I do. It was a four-one thrashing at home to Manchester City yeah. midweek under the iconic AV floodlights. Yeah, I remember that. You used to be, you used to, be able to see them. Um, when Blues were playing, I used to stand on the Copper Blues. And when Villa, of course, were Villa away on the same day. So, But you could see uh, through one of the corners, you could see the lights, um, the, the Villa part there, the gas holder. And you could see the AV lights. I used to, it was when Villa Reserves were playing in the days when they played. How about you know, that? The home team was away. And the, uh, um, sorry, yes. the, and the, yeah, so, so you had the Reserves playing. And, you know, so you could see that there's two games. You could see the Villa lights through the... Uh, but but the, the point is, you know, to me, it was just this gut-level connection. And people yeah. say, oh, your club's rubbish. But I tell you what, um, it just, you know, it changed my life as a youngster. Yes. And it's stuck with me ever, ever since, and you know. I, and it's I that... a, yeah, I was a very, very lucky young man because I um, got into Aston Villa in 1975, aged yeah. eight. And the ascendancy of Villa went right through to my teenage years. And as you can imagine, under Ron Saunders, from 75 through to 83, we went yeah. from being um, a just-promoted uh, current championship side to being European champions and then beating Barcelona to win the European Super Cup. Yeah. It was it was something very special. Don't I got start to... bringing really... up all that history. No, 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 I'm just telling you that Ron Saunders... <laughs> I'm just yeah, telling you that Ron Saunders, of course, who 
went on to Blues. Spectacularly walked out to join Birmingham City <laughs> just before our derby. Yeah, I um, remember that. You know, and of course, it was a game we watched 1-0 with him yeah. watching in the stands as yeah. the future Blues manager from Monday morning. A real heartache for, for, for this young man, I've got to yeah. tell you. It was a and weird even, one, that, wasn't it? But, uh, but um, what, it, wasn't, it wasn't that great for Blues, to be honest, old Ronnie. Well, you know. But that's another story. But, but let's just bring it to the present. I mean, it, these things do go in cycles. Same in Manchester, Tom, and, you know, in, in yep. derbies. You do, you Absolutely. You get weird streaks, don't you? I mean, we had that when we got first got promoted. And, and as you say, I mean, 2002, 2003, we hadn't played each other for 16 years in the league. And yeah. those two derbies were probably the two best Premier League derbies ever. I mean, they were just everything yeah. happened, and it was. I was they were the I two was, worst. I, yeah, well, Chris. I was at the St Andrews one, and you know, I, I, the atmosphere there. It was just, you know, I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I, it was, it was hostile to say the very least. And, the, and you know, and, and there was the Enkelman stuff, and and then the Villa one was just as bad at um, at Villa Park. But amazing games, and we won them both, and it was five wins and a draw, and and, and we, we could do no wrong. But ever since then, you know, we just haven't won anything, and it, it goes in this in this. Uh, so we are due one. Um, but, and I think this weekend, uh, it's quite hard to call. I mean, you're coming to a little bit of form, as you should be, really. I mean, I, yeah. Dean Smith, you know, I, I think he's a good appointment, I've got to say. Um, whereas we, you know, we're a bit thin on the ground numbers-wise, but mm-hmm. we've, 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 we've won a lot of big game, teams against big sides this year. Leeds away and yeah. Stoke away. Um, so... I'm worried, Chris, I've got to tell you, because we won 3-0 at Derby before the international break. Had we played Blues midweek, I would have put all my money in the world on us to repeat our success at Derby. But yeah. the international weekend has taken uh, a little bit of steam out of our Very sales. Very true. And, you know, we've got McGinn and Chester who are doubts. I know you've got your own problems there with, yeah. uh, with, um, with Gary Gardner. And uh, I'm wondering if the Brexit secretary, David Davis, is playing for you. Uh, no, he's not, he's not fit at the moment, but he's a, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a local lad. He, he gets it. He's from, he's from Smethwick, isn't he? He scored in the, in the one-all draw a few couple of years ago. And he, uh, the, uh, his reaction was brilliant. He took his shirt off and ran the whole three laps of the pitch. It was brilliant. As um, the uh, nominated referee then, chaps, uh, can I push you both for a score prediction? Oh, uh, and perhaps yeah. in the you know the, the, the return fixture at the end you know later on the season we can revisit this and you know and have a little uh, discussion yeah. about where it went right or Johnny, wrong. Johnny, I mean, I mean, I know you're going to say, oh, well, you know, we'll I have to tell you, what do you think? I've got to tell you, I don't think this will quite get a plan. I think you'll take the lead and we will labour yes. to an equaliser. I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Do, do you know what? Um, I was going to say exactly the same thing. One-all was has been my thought all the time. I think you know. Um, We've been pretty poor for so long in these derbies. Uh, you know, two years ago, it was one nil. Yeah, Gabby, he always scores against us, doesn't he? Agbon, <laughs> he's, um, yes. oh, he's rubbish, but he always scores against us. And last year, you kind of beat us. And the home games have been draws, haven't they? And we should have beaten you a couple of times, but we're just on that run at the moment. But I think this may be a bit of a watershed this time. Um, but you know, the great thing is, I mean, you go on Twitter. I mean, the tickets are like gold dust for this game. And yeah. one thing I hate about it is that we just get so few. I know there's been a lot of problems with crowd trouble over the years and stuff but it's, it's rubbish when you only get 2,000 you know it's a really poor allocation and it's such an advantage for you lot at home you've got 40 odd thousand and you, you know, our lot are just you know we, we I, I love the old days when we had the Witten end you know and it was uh, it was it was fabulous and you, and you really got that and we used to give Villa far, far more than that but I think it was a kind of tit for tat thing so well, we'll give, you give us 2,000 we'll give you 2,000 yeah uh, as I say it is all about the fans and if you don't have that it it, it, spo- it really does spoil it, and I, I I just wish that the I know the police have to have their say and everything, but um you know it's uh, to me you know, these these occasions are are made by the fans, and if I just wish we could get 
get larger allocations. Agreed? Uh, I, I think so, although I have to say I have been involved in some very, very unpleasant melees outside games where, you know, a, a, bottles of beer have been thrown into crowds and you know there was, there was in a case of a fan being run over and you just shrug your shoulders and you for and yeah that know, made the front page a long long way i'll tell you what though that was yes, that, was, that was misreported because the, the story was a blues fan had deliberately run over his rival yes. in a car that wasn't the case it was a the, the the issue there was it was um, it was not football related. I mean, there were football fans involved, but it wasn't a, a, a retaliation thing. Yeah, the papers, the paper. I mean, that's terribly irresponsible. But there was a tension. Yeah. There was a tension which may have contributed yeah, yeah, to it. it was. A, because the, 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 it the was fixed, a very unpleasant. Fixed has like got it. that reputation. It, it has, and, and, and you know, and, and, and whether we like it or not, it, it, it is like that. But you know, that is to me, you know, it, it is like a throwback. How social media? Cha- how, so, how social media changed the feeling then within the city and. You know that community. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom. Is, well, it fuels all these what, things. It's, like... it's the you know, it's the, the blues fans saying you are deluded, Villa fans saying, you know, you are just scum and whatever it is they want to call blues and blah blah blah. Uh, but but that, that fuels it, doesn't it? Um, you know, uh, the blues fans card is that Villa fans are deluded and they aren't the city team, and it winds Villa fans up mm. no end. And they are, they'll they're there to say, well, you know, we are a much bigger club than you, blah blah blah. And you just got that kind of unique rivalry, really. And it's um, and it and it, it does fester, and it kind of <laughs> it's uh, but it's very insane for the neutrals as well because it, it is kind of quite unique like that, I think. And um, would you agree, Tom? I mean, looking 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 just as we sort of trying to wind this up, you, you you look at it and think, you know, the derbies are you know everyone's special in their own way. But um, of course they are. Yeah, you, you recognise yeah. it, don't you? Oh, I, I, I love it. I was uh, spent part of my years growing up in North London, so the Arsenal-Tottenham rivalry as well, and obviously being a United fan and now living in... Uh, I get to experience that, but just listening to you both, it's fascinating. I don't, I don't know how long we've been on the podcast for, but it just seems to have gone so quickly. The, the history yeah. and some of the old stories. And oh, yeah, we, that, haven't, we haven't done you, the old stories You nailed stories it, Scud. Well, I you mean, nailed it, Scud. It's about the fans, isn't yeah, it, as well? Yeah, it is well? about the fans. Exactly. On Derby because the players, the players will come and go, and you yeah. can look back and remember that. But actually, what it means, getting up in the morning, thinking, yeah. great, it's, it's Derby Day. You get an extra little spring in your step. And I remember... You know, we lose on on Derby weekend, and for, for me, the weekend was over. Yeah. <laughs> it was a my play. My house I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of old house. Yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of Villa fans who think that the Blues season would be made by just beating the Villa. And I think in the current circumstances, that might be true. But um, and what a know, lift! Because uh, of where you both are in the league yeah. as well, what a lift it'll give you both. I, I well, think. Yeah, um, I mean, you see the, some of the quotes from the Villa manager, you know, that he's obsessed with promotion and that, you know, this is momentum and it's just another game, which I don't really believe that. No. You know, it's a derby. But, you, you, you know, it, it, get the three points for Villa and, you know, they'll really fancy pushing on and getting into the playoff positions yeah. and, and for the Blues with their injuries yeah. and the, the other issues they've got. It'd be, it'd be fantastic yeah. for them to, you know, how far can you go? You never know, do you? Yeah, no, I've got to say, I mean, I look at the Villa team and I think, well, how the hell are they in the mid-table really? But, uh, you know, for the reasons I've given, because they think they should be better than they are and you, you end up having cup finals every week and it gets pretty tough. And, you know, this this weekend will be one of those, let me tell you. I mean, everyone's so up for this. And the, the players do... Do pick up on that. I mean, I, you know, there, there, are people like you remember Olaf Melberg, uh, Johnny, you know, who, who, who is Swedish, but uh, he really got the bug. He hated blues. I mean, I, you know, he, he, <laughs> he, he did, and they, and 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 it does trans. I mean, you've seen how many times 
in our derby, it's just spilled over onto the field as well. You get the stuff in the stands, and then the players just pick, you know, the Dion Dublin thing, the Robbie Savage. I mean, it just goes, it makes it very entertaining for the neutrals, but it, it does give you an idea that, you know, that, that whole build up and the, that kind of mutual dislike, I won't say hatred, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's pretty strong. Over. There's it no does. question. And the players pick over. up on it. Yeah, and they I just it. wonder how important somebody like John Terry will be as well in the change room before the game with all his experience, Derby, Derby's, and you know he. I mean, I, I, sorry, Scott, but I think Villa will win two 0 on Sunday. Um, you're, but you're, you're uh, banned. <laughs> yes, I know. I apologise. Yeah, well, think... that, that, but that's you know, I think a lot of our, of our supporters will, will think you know, well, they, you know, they are they, on paper they're better than us, but um, you know, it's uh, we are due one. <laughs> Oh, do one. Yeah, and it is a derby, yeah, and yeah. I am concerned, and I'm slightly <laughs> irritated that it comes after that international weekend when we had started to build on something. But uh, Dean Smith will line us up with a great deal of discipline, um, but it is a derby, and it's nasty, and you know the the derbies are great levelers. It will be unpleasant. It's early kickoff and all. Yeah, that's a real, that's a, don't get me going on that as well. Twelve o'clock Sunday, but they have to do it on understandable reasons, you know. Um, the Sheffield one was on the Friday night. They'd never let that happen. Never. Derby Derby never happened. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, Tom, it's brilliant to speak to you again. Um, you too. Great book, speaking uh, to you guys. How's your, how's your book, book going, by the way? Quest for Glory, the England book. Br- yeah, brilliant. It's um, because of the success in the summer. They lost three games and got to a semi-final, but that's another story. The yeah. book is um, a couple of additional chapters will be back out in January. So very much looking forward to that, but hopefully catch up with you. Um, down, down, you're not going to yeah, yeah. that skill. 2 0. You're having a laugh, mate. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, Johnny, you, Johnny says one all. I say one all as well, but I'd, I'd love it if we beat you. That's about time. 2005, the last time. And um, we'll no doubt catch up and we'll shoot the fat and all the rest of it. Johnny, just tell us about your. You've got the other podcast, which is the Villa sort of view of Small Heath Alliance. Um, small heat yeah well we got the city name before when Aston was not even in the city so they have that and smoke it Um, but uh, but just tell us where where can people listen to that one as well Um, well yes uh, thank you for all that Uh, the great introduction there Chris very generous it's the um, go to the top of my Twitter feed uh, at Johnny Gould yeah Um, every time I engage with hashtag KRO they call me all sorts of names so I I stay out of that camp a little bit they uh they don't like me instinctively. I don't think they like my bones very much. So <laughs> I stay out of that. But it is for any Villa fan. And if there are Villa fans uh, listening, then uh, and you hadn't heard it, it's it's on the top of the Twitter feed. It's at SoundCloud and it's top of uh, at Johnny Gould at the moment. OK, guys, thanks ever so much. So thank you, Chris. Thanks, Tom. Give three words. Thanks, Johnny. And keep right on. Oh, dear. Up the Villa. <laughs> <laughs> up the blue. Cheers, Johnny.